Welcome to Behind the Scenes with Brian, the podcast covering everything from engineering, mining, and mine waste management to whatever else may be on our minds. Pop in your headphones and don't forget to rate, subscribe, and share. And now, here is your host, Brian Ulrich. This is Brian. This is behind the scenes with Brian, and today I am joined by Justin Cochran, who is with Carbon Streaming Corporation. Justin, how are you today? Very good, Brian. Thanks very much for having me. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And we're recording this during the pandemic, and hopefully, the pandemic isn't negatively affecting your life or your business too much. No, it's uh, it hasn't, and actually, I think the one thing the pandemic has 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 brought is a a realization of how uh, globally connected the world is, uh, which I think has actually mattered for climate change and climate change policy. So, um, you know, in a in a bit of a fearful way, maybe it's been positive for the for the business, yeah. um, unfortunately. Yeah, that yeah yeah. With the, the pandemic has taught us a lot of business lessons. And I think no a kidding. lot of them are on the positive side. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. Well, Justin, tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, so so I I'm uh, I'm a finance guy. I uh, I've been in this royalty and and streaming business for the last fifteen years of my career. But I started out in investment banking with one of the large Canadian investment banks. I spent a decade there, uh, actually started my career in, in paper and forest products and, and clean technology uh, industries. Uh, and then about 15 years ago, really turned my attention to the mining and energy space where um, where I put this royalty and streaming business model to work uh, was was a principal in, in four, now four separate royalty and, and streaming companies. Uh, with carbon streaming being the fourth, uh, I've raised a couple uh, billion dollars of of both debt and equity capital and invested that into uh, projects around the world, both mining, uh, energy, and now uh, now the carbon credit world, which I'm uh, very excited to talk about today. Yeah, yeah, that that's something that I don't have any background at all and I'm, I'm looking at your website and I see that you have some assets around the world and, and maybe you could describe I- any one of those assets to me and how it works and how uh, this is used to offset carbon. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when when just as a, as a brief history on the, on the company, when we started it two years ago, I, I really had the belief that the capital markets had to play a role in fighting climate change. And so we, we set out about you know, raising capital from, from public and private investors and doing, doing it, you know, utilizing the public markets and, uh, and, and investing in these projects through this royalty and streaming business model. So if I, if I use, to go to your question, Brian, if I use Rimbaraya, as a good example, you know that's a project where where we invest capital directly into the project developer, so the group that that developed Rimbaraya over ten years ago, 
Uh, and exchange, and in exchange for our capital investments, which actually totaled between between a direct stream purchase and a strategic alliance agreement that we entered into with these project developers, our total investment was a forty-five million dollar upfront investment into this project. And in exchange for that upfront investment, we get the right to monetize, in effect, an offtake right for the uh, for roughly three million credits, three million carbon credits that are generated by this project on an annual basis, uh, and uh, and then we turn around and and monetize and sell those credits to corporate, generally corporate buyers and intermediaries around the world. Uh, and uh, and depending on the, the the contracts that we enter, we generally are keeping somewhere between ten and twenty percent of the revenue. Again, depending on the depending on the investment. So our our cash flow is is in effect ten to twenty percent of the revenue, and these contracts are life of project contracts. So, uh, which in in most cases is 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 around thirty years. Uh, at Rimbaraya, because the project's been around for for ten years, we've got twenty years left on the Rimbaraya agreement. Um, but but the natural the the other question you you ask, or, or certainly is leading towards, is why does Rimbaraya get to issue three million carbon credits on an annual basis? And the reason that they're able to is is because they are avoiding the conversion of this peat swamp in Borneo. They're avoiding the conversion of this peat swamp into palm oil plantations, which are just devastating for for the environment.、Mm. And so they have to prove that under any reasonable scenario, in absence of this carbon project, that this sixty five thousand hectares would have been turned into a, a palm oil plantation. And so that's what they do. Uh, and because they they prevent that destruction of the peat swamp, they're able to issue three million. In effect, they're saving three million tons of carbon dioxide from entering the atmosphere on an annual basis, and so therefore they're able to issue.、Um, you know, it's actually about three and a half million carbon credits on an annual basis. Yeah, so I, I can see how.、Uh, um... An industrial company, whether it's mining or, or whatever, I could see where a company like that would want to invest in these to offset some of their、uh, footprint. But do you also sell、uh, to private individuals? Yeah, so, so absolutely. So the the big focus of the market today is exactly those mining energy. Technology,、um, consumer product, you know, financial institutions that are that are looking to offset their carbon footprint. So they buy a carbon offset or a carbon credit to offset their own emissions, while they, of course, are are pursuing energy efficiency goals,、uh, which will take time, of course, right? So you're so these comp these corporations are trying to reduce their emissions. Uh, in the meantime,、um, as they reduce their emissions, they're buying these carbon credits and carbon offsets to to、um, to offset those those emissions that which they haven't been able to eliminate to date.、Um, so that's being that's being almost forced upon them by by asset management companies, by investors around the world who are who are obviously 
you know, looking for corporations to take an active role in fighting climate change. Um, but yes, individuals buy these credits as well. That's a that's a much smaller part of the market to date. But I do believe over time that that individuals can be can be major buyers of these carbon credits as we as we think about the carbon footprint going back to the um, to the individual level, not just you no, know, not just relying on corporations to do the to do the work. Yeah, that's terrific. And you you mentioned uh, mining working toward being greener, and I was at a mine site in Canada not too long ago, and they have a plan to uh, put in place autonomous electrical vehicles. And I thought, wow, that's, you know, mining really is becoming greener all the time. So yeah, I'm, I'm impressed by that side too, that they're, they're getting green on their own and also able to offset some of the, the uh, footprint with, with things like what you offer. Yeah, I mean, I, I've seen some of those autonomous underground um, uh, trucks uh, it's uh, they're, they're quite amazing um, and, and of course if if every mine in the world could do that overnight um, you know we <laughs> we of course would would, would would let them but that you know that that takes time and it's a massive capital investment um, and and why are why are companies doing that they're doing that because as I said, investors are, are forcing them to do it, but it also, as they pursue these, these, you know, these what we call environmentally friendly policies, they actually can sub- substantially lower their cost of, of capital, both from the equity markets and from the debt capital markets. And, and so it's, it's actually having a direct impact on their balance sheet and their cost of capital, while at the same time, they're, they're lowering emissions. And, um, uh, and so it's sort of it's good for the share price, good for the balance sheet, uh, and at the same time, you know, good for the uh, good for the environment. Um, so it's sort of a win-win-win. And we we set up carbon streaming to if a mining company um, needed capital to pursue uh, electrification of their vehicle uh, fleet, uh, and we could prove that we could prove that that electrification was justified by by the issuance and sale of carbon credits, well then carbon streaming could be a capital provider to that mining company to help them do exactly that. And so, you know, that's, that's just one example. Um, but, but there are, there are many, you know, many projects like that, that were, that we're obviously focused on. Yeah. Yeah. How, how do you come across these assets? How do you find them? How do you vet them? And, you know, what leads you to them in the first place? It's you know it's one of the things I love about this market, having having come from the mining industry for so long, is that you know there are 4,700 projects, voluntary carbon projects in existence today, on the four largest public registries. And I say you know I, I sort of emphasize public because uh, the information on these on these projects is all very public information. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we're we're able to to reach out to to, to clients and 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 I did um, in the early days of setting up Carbon Streaming Corp and I was the first one to to be doing it. Now because of the public company status and because of our sort of visibility, we actually I'd say daily and in some cases you know two or three times a day have 
have direct outreach from project developers around the world who who are looking to partner with us. So, so um, it's a little bit less uh, active outreach now and, and a bit more inbound, uh, but we, we still have both. And, um, and as a result of bit up, built up quite a, a significant pipeline of, of opportunities that we're, we're pretty excited about. Yeah, yeah. Well, tell us about one of your other assets. I'm, I'm really interested to know more about your assets. Yeah, absolutely. So, so Marvivo is is another one that I like to chat on, and and where where Rimba Raya, and when I was mentioning Rimba Raya, it's an it's an existing project in in Borneo, Indonesia, uh, that's been around for ten years. Marvivo um, is is on the opposite end of the spectrum, which is it's a new development project that's being developed, you know, as we speak. Um, it's a mangrove conservation project in Baja, California, Mexico. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and this project is intended to protect 22,000 hectares of, of mangroves, as well as when you think about protecting mangroves, you're also protecting the marine ecosystem around the mangroves. And there's, mm-hmm. there's actually 137,000 hectares of, 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 a, of a biodiverse marine ecosystem that's that's there that's in this magdalena bay in baja california i had the the pleasure of going down there last month and it is just a spectacular location uh, and and what becomes uh, you know, immediately um evident to you is is the the impact that a carbon credit project can have on on both protecting the mangroves but also the local community so it's really important when i when i started this company i started it with a with a goal of 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 funding projects to to help fight climate change right but but what also became really evident was through these projects they're also doing amazing things for the local communities and and in protecting biodiversity Rimbaraya is just an, an incredible example of that in, in Indonesia, uh, as the project itself meets all 17 of the United Nations Sustainable Development Goals. But going back to, uh, which is the only project in the world, by the way, that meets all, all 17 UN, what we call SDGs. But, but Marvivo, going back to Marvivo for a second, this is a project that's located you know, off the coast um, in Magdalena Bay, there's two local fishing communities that, um, in essence, are just living, uh, you know, j- just barely able to put put food on the table and supporting themselves and their families by 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 fishing the local bay. Um, they're dirt roads, they're tiny towns, stray dogs all over the place. Yeah. And and when you think about what what a carbon project can come and do in, in terms of providing new employment uh, opportunities, uh, a new source of revenue um, that these communities have never seen before, and a new source of revenue for protecting the local environment. Uh, it's really rather than destroying the mangroves and, 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 and helping shrimp farming grow, grow you know, throughout the bay, which is absolutely devastating to the mangroves, um, rather, than, rather than pursuing that, 
you know, let's protect the mangroves and, uh, and we, can, we can develop a carbon program that provides a new source of revenue for the local communities, and it's and when we 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 sat there and met with with a number of local community leaders and members, and and they're all just you know thrilled about this project and what it can do for the the, the community over the next thirty years. So it's a very very cool uh, spot in it, and it and you can yeah, there were more birds and dolphins and and. Um, you know, and fish and just sea life, then I've been sea rays, um, sharks, than you ever could imagine. It, it's really quite a spectacular location and, and pretty excited to be protecting it. Yeah, that's that's amazing. That's that's very cool. Yeah, so this is uh, it's interesting because you are you're investing your your company invests in these places that are really amazing places doing pretty amazing things for the planet and i i see you've got an asset in the drc and i've been to the drc and a few other african countries and the drc is one of these amazing places that has a lot of natural resources but um, not not everything uh needs to be mined and i'm 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 a mining advocate, so I'm not saying you shouldn't mine, but there's certain places that should be set aside to be um, habitats of some kind. And I, I'm impressed by your asset in the DRC. Yeah, so that that's the you know a, 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 an investment we're making into two separate projects in in the northern Congo. Uh, as best I'm aware, you know, no mining um, anywhere close. But, but because of the remoteness of, of these locations, the local you know, villagers and communities heavily rely on, on, on deforestation um, and selling timber to, you know, in some cases, you know, uh, illegal markets. But in many cases, they're, they're selling the timber to, to local markets and, and into Europe. And, and their, their only form of living, in many cases, is um is is through deforestation and so what these carbon projects are meant to do and you see it in these two projects sankuru and coco lapri what what the carbon projects are meant to do is provide another avenue and another revenue source for the local community that doesn't rely on deforestation thereby preventing the emissions of millions of tons of carbon dioxide on an annual basis and and these and 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 by providing this sort of new revenue source you're providing you know what can be incredible community services to these to these remote villages that you know the likes of which they've never seen before and, and using rimba raya as an example of what we could do in 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 the drc at the same time at rimba raya we we provide revenue that supports a, a local floating medical clinic that floats up and down the river the, the eastern river and 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 services all three communities inside inside that project we've got hmm clean power and, and and water sanit we've provided a water filter and water sanitation device to every household in these three communities we've built fire watch towers 
we've built release sites for the local orangutans, which are an endangered species. We've provided eyeglasses to the local community and, edu- and scholarships. So, uh, and woman-led and, uh, and supported woman-led business, uh, sort of microfinance business opportunities in at, at Rimbaraya. So there's these fantastic community programs that can be supported and developed um, from the revenue that's generated by um, by these carbon projects and those the you know the, that revenue tends to be managed by both the project developer and the local community so you're you're picking projects that can have the most you know positive impact you know the the, the greatest impact on the local community and uh, and it's it's a really exciting part of um, of what these projects can can do and the DRC is no different I mean these are incredibly remote locations you can see the deforestation through satellite imagery and um, and you can and by meeting with the local community officials you can you can talk about the priorities in terms of you know where where carbon revenues can be put to work to have the maximum you know positive impact yeah that's that's uh, very impressive pretty amazing so- yeah, and those and those projects i mean they 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 started um, you know, over 20 years ago, uh, through a, a, a bonobo conservation project, and it, it's called the Bonobo Conservation Initiative. It's run by this wonderful woman, Sally Cox. Hmm. Uh, but she set out um, over 20 years ago to protect the local bonobos, which are, you know, fabulous, um, a, a fabulous uh, animal. Uh, in fact, humans humans closest ape relative is is the bonobos and just kind of a fabulous uh, very interesting culture that bonobos have but but she set out to protect the bonobos but also of course if you're protecting the bonobos in their local habitat by definition you're 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 trying to protect the forest um, and prevent deforestation at the same time so there's this great synergy between protecting the, the the biodiversity and protecting these endangered species and at the same time protecting the forest and um, and having a source of revenue to you know to um to support those two uh those two initiatives yeah that's 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 amazing so justin your stock is listed on a couple of different exchanges what are those exchanges yeah, so we we set out uh, and listed on the Neo Exchange in Canada at the end of July, mm. uh, and and the ticker on the Neo Exchange is is Net Z, so for Net Zero, so N E T Z. Uh, yeah, and uh, and um, we've had a you know quite a uh, I've been very pleased with the share price performance uh, since listing there in in, in July. Um, we shortly thereafter uh, did a, a dual listing in Frankfurt uh, for our European counterparts and, and, and to provide some, some ease of, of buying the stock in Europe. Uh, and then just recently actually uh, uplisted uh, our OTC listing in the States. Um, so we do have do now have a, a, an over-the-counter a QB listing um, in the U.S., uh, and which we look at as a bridge to a, um, a big board listing, um, likely, you know, uh, uh, likely in March, April, May sometime next year. So we're very... Uh, we, we did consolidate the stock uh, a few weeks ago, and, and the intention in consolidating the stock was to meet the minimum pricing thresholds for the for the big board exchanges. 
and hope to um, hope to get that done, as I said, in the first or second quarter, probably the second, early second quarter next year. Yeah, that, that sounds great. Well, Justin, I really like what your company does, and I think it's a really great thing that you're doing. I think we've covered a lot of ground today, and uh, just kind of wondering, to, just to kind of wrap it up, do you have any key takeaways or pearls of wisdom you could drop on us? Yeah, I think so. Two other sort of key takeaways, and and uh, for for me, would be we we did raise uh, just over a uh, hundred, almost a hundred five million dollars in in July, um, of which uh, we have we now have still over a hundred million dollars on our on our balance sheet, and and we intend to use that hundred million to sort of aggressively invest in. A number of, of additional projects around the world over the next over the next six months or so. So very focused on on the investment pipeline and funnel that we've built up over the last two years. We now have six uh, investment professionals whose full time job is to source, negotiate, uh, due diligence, and, and execute those those investments around the world and. And we utilize uh, our own internal um, teams and, and, and consultants from around the world to help us uh, review those investment opportunities. So that's going to be a big focus for us as we gear up to that the U.S. listing uh, next year. Um, so in terms of catalysts, I would I would certainly look out for not only that U.S. listing, but also um, uh, um you know, as we execute on our investment portfolio, um, there should be several announcements. We're expecting several announcements over the next six months. Uh, so quite a very, very encouraged and excited about the way that that pipeline is, is shaping up. Um, but also carbon prices. I mean, we've when I when I um, started this company over two years ago, uh, it was very hard, you know, frankly, to sell to sell carbon credits and to find buyers for carbon credits. Wow. Um, and and also the transparency around the carbon price. It was hard to find, you know, to find carbon prices. In two years, this market has completely reversed. Mm. We have we see so much demand for for carbon credits. And the way I look at it is is I think North America's sort of finally woken up. They were they, we've been asleep at the wheel for the last uh, last decade as as Europe is 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 you know significantly surpassed us in climate ambition. Yeah. Uh, but it seems that North America is finally waking up, uh, and that's that's just created incredible demand, and um, and, car and and the impact on carbon prices has been dramatic, both in regulated carbon markets around the world. But in this voluntary market that we're that we're after, we've seen you know substantial increases in in pricing uh, and demand, and and very encouraged by the signals that we see from a from a supply demand perspective. And we expect pricing to go to keep going up. And and of course, the goal here is to uh, is to encourage uh, is to get a carbon price that's high enough to encourage companies to. Uh, invest in in reducing their carbon footprints, uh, and to make trees worth more standing, you know, uh, and alive than than dead. And we're yeah. still we're still a ways away from that carbon price. So, um, you know, we're we're very encouraged by what we see. And and as the, at the company level, because we have 
Rimbariah and a number of, of, of other investments, we're expecting substantial revenue and cash flow from our existing portfolio next year, which sets us apart from every other carbon company um, that you see out there. And, um, and again, pretty, pretty excited about what the future has in store for, for the investment uh, pipeline as well. Yeah, that's terrific. I, I appreciate you sharing that with us, Justin. And I appreciate you sharing your time with us too. I know you're a busy guy and you're taking time out of your, your data to uh, uh, spend with us. So I, I thank you for that. Well, no, absolutely. Anytime, Brian, really appreciate you having me on. Appreciate your time uh, as well. And and uh, and very much look forward to following up as, as we continue building the company. Yeah, sounds great. And I'll, I'll be keeping an eye on you. That's great. Thanks All very right. much, Brian. All right. Thanks, Justin. Have a great rest of your day. You too. You too. Take care. All right. Thanks. Well, that's it. I'm Brian, and this is Behind the Scenes with Brian. Until next time, keep on rockin'.